Blog Talk Radio. Amen. I, I guess we don't have any music this after this morning. I'm sorry, this evening. But uh, thank you and welcome to Chaos Blog Talk Radio, where they are hosting us, the Royal Blue Edge. We thank God for that. We thank God for today. I thank God for my family that is on. I think my wife is on. Uh, my middle daughter is on. I think my youngest daughter is on. And I think my oldest son is on. And my middle son may also be on. I'm not sure. But I want to thank God for my family and thank God for keeping us alive today. I want to thank uh, Elder Oliver of Chaos Block Talk Radio for this platform. Man, we appreciate you and what you do, uh, how you do it, and how you make it all come come forth. May God continue to bless you and your family uh, for many more years to come. So tonight, I'm actually on a conference call on my other phone, uh, an event that's happening at work right now. Uh, I think my wife and my kids have a message tonight uh, about some blessings that they came through, Um, and they will mostly be talking about their adventures, their accomplishments, uh, what they have seen, what they have been blessed to see, and what they went through in those blessings, if I'm correct. So, again... Uh, thank you for all that's listening. If there's anybody listening, thank you for listening. Uh, we are nobody, but you are somebody. Um, but we're all somebody in Christ. So with that, I'm going to ask that one of my family members pray us in, and then I want you all to start the show. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for another opportunity to spread the word, Lord God. Lord God, continue to just touch um, the blue X, Lord God, that so we can be that light that you called us to be, Lord God. Touch every listener, Lord God. Um, let them leave with something, Lord God, that one of us uh, will say on tonight, Lord God, and touch our minds and our hearts, Lord God, that somebody can receive what we have to say, Lord God. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen, 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 amen. I, I just want to get something out the way. I had a wonderful day today. I had a great day today. Somebody asked me how I was doing, how I was feeling, how I was coming through, and I told them I'm already through. I'm already good in spite of. I'm learning to be content in whatever state I find myself in, that I can get the glory to God from where I find myself. I just had to get that out the way. So y'all go ahead, start the show. Well, we're going to start off with, um, I believe my oldest son, They, um, her, him and my middle daughter went and did um, some mission, some mission uh, work over in Costa Rica. They was chopping down trees, feeding, uh, what is it, chickens and making pathways and raking the leaves so other people can get through. And, you know, they really, really, I'm really proud of them. I'm really proud of them. It just let me know that we're, we're on the right track on raising our kids because I don't feel that we can never stop raising kids um, or teaching our kids or them learning from from our experiences, even as we um, growing Christ, we are continually growing. And I just thank God for raising them the way that we did to give back and to, you know, to just not always think about themselves. And this is a, I'm really proud of you guys. I'm really proud of you guys. And I'm not sure which one is going to go first um, with their journey. Um the floor is open to whoever wants to start. Uh, can y'all hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. All right, bro. Um, 
I want to start off. We went to um, Costa Rica uh, about two weeks ago. It was pretty cool. On the um, we were a little delayed when we came in. We went to the city um, first for the first night. It was it was alright. Um, then we ended up going to um, a beach about six hours down from the city, and uh, we had um, went to a farm called Rio. And um, that's where we had did volunteer work. Um, different people did different things and stuff like that. Um, pretty much we uh, renovated and um, helped restore or um, help maintain and keep up with wildlife and things like that. I think it was uh, pretty cool, and it was um, my first time doing that. And um, one thing that I did learn was that um, – you can make it work out of whatever you see and whatever you have. Um, and that was like an example of, of that. That's what I learned the most from it. Um, it was also an eye opener on things that don't exist in other places that, um, you might feel like, um, is existing or you have to be a part of where you're from and what you're accustomed to. So that opened up my mind on things that didn't matter in different places and things that did matter in different places and try to apply it to how I live and what I do. And, um, it was a learning experience. Um, I learned that people communicate differently in different places. So at first it was like uh, I didn't really know how they communicate. So, um, you know, once I got past that, then everything was okay. Everything was okay to begin with, but you know, but that's basically what I got from the um, from the trip. So. Hey, so let me ask you a question, Tuff. How yeah. was it living? How was it living in the jungle? I mean, with with, I mean the jungle itself, and not the basic, um, and not the not the stuff that you got now in your life, but going to a place and living in the jungle and eating. Uh, fresh food, um, fresh chicken, and all that. Uh, when, when I got there, um, when, when I got there, I was in pretty good shape. And um, by the time of my second or third day, eating the um, the foods and things from the jungle and doing active things, um, my body trans was uh, transforming and um, growing and a uh, speed that I never really experienced unless I was going extra hard in the gym or something like that and dieting and all that stuff at the same time. So it was more so like, um, like it, it helped in a lot of ways, like just experiencing the, um, just being in the jungle, uh, falling asleep in the jungle the first night. It's, um, you kind of try to figure out every noise that you hear. And then after the first night, it's like the second night, it's like it's a little bit easier to, um, it, it started turning into like soothing waters or something like that. It's something you turn on Pandora, um, after a while. Um, and it, it also helps with, uh, like it forces you to communicate with yourself. Cause I mean, what, what, like what else are you going to be distracted by? Like other than yourself and what's out there in the jungle. So it, it's sort of like, um, it forces you to have, you know, you know, figure out who you are. It's kind of hard to leave the jungle without an understanding of something. So it kind of like, that's a question that is kind of open, but I kind of answered it in different ways. But yeah, it was pretty cool um, out there. We was actually physically in the jungle. Um, like um, it took about a 30 minute hike from the top of the uh, jungle to get to where we were living at. So it was like a 30 minute through the jungle route we had to take. And, um, and things are different in the jungle. Uh, the ants are different. Everything is different. But, um, one thing I did learn out there that um, things don't really bother you out there as far as like mosquitoes and bugs and animals, because they already have everything that they want and they, they need. So it's like when they see us, it's like, um, it's not really a need to attack or need to um, want to uh, suck out our blood or things like that because they already have everything that they're they're looking for out there. 
that's one thing I did learn out there. So when they saw y'all, they were like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, welcome it's like to the those, you know what I mean? Yeah, welcome to the jungle. So, yeah. so you got your exercise uh, through chopping yeah, down I'm, um, trees and hiking. Yeah. They, so yeah, that they, was they had me chopping wood. They, they had me chopping wood and carrying um like sixty pound bags down the um down the hike and stuff like that. It was like a sixty pound bag of um of chicken food. Uh, it was it was a little hectic. Okay. I wanted to complain, but um, I thought about who else was going to do it. Wasn't nobody else going to do it, so it's point of complaining brought up. And it transformed your body. Yeah, it did. it did. That's all I kept thinking about. That was my experience from the jungle. Okay. So you got a twelve pack instead of a a keg. <laughs> So how was it with um the monkeys and um the food? The monkeys were pretty cool. Um, they're really smart. So you know, if you see one or more, like if you see any monkeys at all, just try to put your food away because if they like see that you have food and stuff like that, then they might want to have some, and it might feel like they're being aggressive or something like that, but more than likely they just want the food that you have. So, I mean, but other than that, things are cool. I'm not saying that as a sidebar to say, like, it's dangerous or anything. Like, they're really friendly and things like that. And the food out there is really, um, it's really fresh. Like, it's really fresh. Um, they have a plant out there that you can, um, that that gives off a juice that you can put in your hair that conditions your hair and stuff like that. I forgot the name of it, but um, that's the, a unique fact that, you know, that I learned in the jungle. They have different things out there that um, that help you with your nutrition and help your health and stuff like that. Bitter they, ginger. That's what it's called, bitter ginger. Yeah, pretty cool. Stuff what was like it? That. Bitter ginger. It's called bitter Bitter ginger. You can search up shampoo ginger will come up, but it's called bitter ginger. Yeah. And I was just wearing that out there in my hair and stuff like that. It had me um it had me feeling real handsome. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. I felt real handsome. wholesome. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's 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 kinda that's kinda crazy because here in the city, the mosquitoes, they tear me up. Um, the ants yeah. out here in the city, they they kind of act in a different way and attack you. Um, so you're saying in the jungle, everything is provided for them. Huh? Yeah, the ants are the same. The, the ants are the same. The ants going to find you. Okay. If you if you out and about in the jungle, you know, and um, you cross their trails, because they, they have really thick trails that they go in, and people often, like, step through them not knowing, and then you get a couple on you. And if they get on you, they they still act the same. They'll bite. But other than that, the mosquitoes, they, they don't bother you. They don't bother you. But the ants are pretty much the things to worry about out there. That, like, you know, not, you know, those are pretty much the things to worry about. Okay. All right. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty, I guess we'll play it safe. No, I'm just playing. But um, I feel like this trip. Um, I really enjoyed it overall. Um, once I got to the end of my first, well, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Yeah. Well. I'm going to slow as it comes, but once I got to, like, the second week is when I really, like, the beginning of the second week is when I really got, like, acclimated and grounded and, like, okay, I feel comfortable, you know, like, because, yeah, we were in the middle of a jungle, so it did take me a minute for my body to, you know, like, when you're on vacation and you finally get settled in, it's the day to leave, say two weeks, that was my longest vacation, like, at the end of your last days when you're, like, well, for me, I'm normally, like, oh, yes, like, and then it's time to go. 
So I don't know because it was another week, a whole another week left. I don't know. That was when I had really got settled in. So, um, and overall, the trip was was really good. I feel like I agree with Tuffy that you have to have, like you you're gonna build a better sense of self, whatever that looks like. Especially when there's times where the Wi-Fi goes out, or you know, we only were able to charge our phone for certain hours out of the day. So if your phone is going low or it dies or, like I said, the Wi-Fi goes out, you don't have service. So it's like you're going to have moments of just you and you. Or, you know, you could talk to other people, of course. Um, but, yeah, so there's those moments where it's like, okay, I'm here. I'm in the middle of the jungle. I'm here for a purpose. So maybe I even put my phone down by myself. It's not dead or anything like that. I just put my phone down and I just, you know, have those quiet moments. Well, it's never quiet, but <laughs> those moments with myself and um, just being able to be in a space of, like, seeing how far I've come and how far I have to go. And I was really able to hear from God out there. And um, it's been a minute since I got, like, a very clear – well, I can't say that. I, I'm not going to compare it to how long it's been since I got a clear message, but I just know that clear of hearing God – it's it was really refreshing to be able to know exactly what God is saying to me right now and be able to put scripture with it and just tie it all together and um that was when God was revealing to me Habakkuk chapter 2 and just explaining to me like stop shrinking the vision I gave you you know it's for an appointed time instead of shrinking it when you shrink it you're doing that out of what you see what you think out of your power, your will, how you want it to be done. But you know every time I touch something, I make it better than you expected. So just wait for when it's time for me to reveal it. It's time for me to unravel it. And if you keep focused, you'll realize it's unraveling as you walk. It's unraveling as you go. But it's for an appointed time is when you'll see it really happen. And you may think it's tearing. You may think that it's not you know, you may worry, you may think it's not happening, you may see trials and tribulations come, but it's not tarrying. It's not, it's, it's for an appointed time, it's coming. So being able for God to be able to talk to me and give me scripture and examples and be able to compare it in my life and just give me a full revelation. And I was stuck on this word for like two whole days. You know how long it's been since I've just been able to sit and soak in a word? for two whole days, like, you know what I mean? Like, and get a full revelation, and I'm still, like, feeling good off of that word. And that was, what, last week, you know, because I was really able to sit and hear. And, you know, like Tuffy was saying, like, you're, you know what I'm saying? You you have to spend time with yourself. You have to have that quiet time. Like, it's, like, you have to. So that was good, and that was really refreshing is being able to, um, hear God and, you know, um, what else was refreshing? Oh, like realizing that, like, the simple things make me so happy. I already knew that, but, like, I don't know, like, what really made me even feel grounded and really get, like, I don't know, really feel comfortable and home and grounded was um, when I got into, like, the kitchen area with the host, the host that was um, over, it was his farm, and I would watch him cook for my first few days. It was him and another um, lady that was cooking, but it was her time to go. So, But I would just ask her questions. I would watch them cook, and I would be interested. And then once she left, um, you know, I was, you know, I worked my way in the kitchen because she was really doing cooking every day with him. So I was like, you know, I was letting her have her space. I didn't want to come butt in because I could tell she loved it too. So I, you know, would just ask questions from the side or whatever. And um, once she left, I was able to, you know, wiggle my way in there. And um, I would just ask him, hey, you need help? Or, you know, just letting him know I'm available. <laughs> like, I want to help, you know? So um, just sitting there cutting onions. I've never been so happy to cut some onions. <laughs> like, I don't even like cutting onions, actually. I cannot stand cutting onions, actually, being honest. I buy pre-cut onions, pre-diced onions all the time. For some reason, sitting there cutting them onions is what made me feel grounded in the jungle was sitting cutting onions. So, and that was my prayer 
when I first jumped into um when I first before we even got to the jungle we had to stay in the city at first and I prayed, Ugh, do I wanna be extra and get my journal out? I'ma be extra and get my journal real quick. Hold on y'all. Because I want to read it. <laughs> but I had made sure that I had journaled and was intentional about my experience. You know, I was like, you know, I was asking myself, what do you want from this? What do you want to experience? What do you want to see? How do you want this to go? Like, I was, I made sure to be very intentional about my um, experience. Hold on, y'all. I really want to. Let me ask you something. Uh-huh. Do you think this had to um, do with not we're getting rid of the distractions and really for hearing sure. from God. For sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Like you, you, I was able to get one on one and not, yeah, have a whole bunch of noise. Like even like just noise. What whatever that is, whatever that is for me. Even if it's in my everyday life, sitting in my room, it could be noise. You know, or whatever, I don't know. I just know that when I'm in a space of nature, period, that's my thing. Everybody got their own thing that, you know, that works for them, but nature is my thing, period. So being able to be in that environment is what helps me hear from God anyway. So, um, yeah, definitely the distractions being gone. Okay, yeah, here it goes. Um, my goal for this trip, for the world to feel smaller. Sometimes I get intimidated by how far out I'd be from home. I want Costa Rica to feel like home. So that was my goal was to make the world as a whole, actually, yeah, that was what I said, make the world feel smaller. Because sometimes we can get, we can make, like, it, it'll know, uh, the world feels so intimidating sometimes, and I know that for a fact because when I share my goals with people, <laughs> Like, oh, I want to travel here. I want to go here. It's like, oh, my goodness, whoa. Like, you know what I mean? You get the reaction of, like, are you sure? Or, you know, or you're a woman. You want to do that? Like, you know, of me, you know what I'm saying? I want to travel the world. And, like, I don't want it to feel so huge. Like, you know, God blessed us with all of this territory to see it's ours. You know, like, I want it to feel like home. I don't want it to, I don't want to be fearful everywhere I go. And what made me think, what made me want to do that is when, um, I was looking online at <laughs> the different animals and stuff I'ma see. I saw big old spiders and baby. Any spider that ain't a daddy long leg, my brain registers it as a tarantula. Like <laughs> every I don't care what the spider is, if it's not a daddy long leg, it's a tarantula, period. And I was just so I started to get afraid when I before I left, this is when I was thinking this. Before I left I because I'm like I'm going to be in the middle of the jungle. It's no running in the house, locking the door. It's no, you get what I'm saying, baby? You're in their house. So with that being said, I was like, okay, let me pray that I feel, you know, feel like home. Like I want to, like I'm not scared of the garden snakes I see at home. I'm not scared of the daddy long leg. I'm not scared of a little stray cat that walked by the house. So I just want to like, I wanted to be in another environment and not be so fearful that I take away from my experience, you know? So, with that being said, dang, I forgot why I brought this up, but anywho, um, yeah, I just that I made a goal for my trip was to feel make the world feel smaller so that I can feel comfortable and grounded. I know that's what I was talking about. I was talking about onions. Um, oh yeah, so like when I was cutting those onions and I had that experience, I don't know. I just felt like this was my not my house, but I don't know. I just felt so comfortable. And then what put the cherry on top? was um, me being in that kitchen and my host, because of my brother, because Tuffy kept calling me my childhood nickname, Nani, he kept calling me Nani. So, like, my host picking up on my nickname and starting started to call me that, too, I don't know, it just added the cherry on top of me wanting the place to feel like home. And then other people started to call me Nani. It was so cute, and I loved it. Like, I don't know, I just loved it so much. So, yeah, it was a great experience. Um Overall, it was a great experience, and um, dang, it was something else I wanted to share. Um, oh, um, being around, oh, doing, I wanted to, like, encourage other people to do things that, int- like, really, really interest you because that's where you'll find, I can't even explain it, like, that connection to 
like in a way comes from can come from like minded people being around you. Every time I do an activity where it's somebody like somebody else that's at that activity likes what you like, obviously. You know what I mean? Somebody else that's there in that room with you has something similar to you that y'all share something because y'all ended up in that same room doing the same activity on the same day. Y'all picked that same that same hour to do it, the same exact activity. Y'all have something in common, something that maybe God wants to share. I don't know. You never know. So I realize when I do activities that I really, really love and have a passion for, I become so connected to the people around me because we're I'm with like-minded people. Whether it's just like-minded and what that activity is, we are alike in some type of way. So I love those experiences. I, I we met like a beautiful family a Spain, from Spain, and I, I like it. Just felt like I know y'all. Like it just flowed so like pure and genuine, and the vibes were just so. Oh, I just loved it. And, you know what I'm saying, just being around other like-minded people can make you feel very connected to, to just life itself and make you, you know, pull more pull more out of, of what's in you. You get what I'm saying? Whatever that is that brought you to that moment and that space and that activity, that, that thing within you can begin to get ignited, like, you know, and, um, yeah, it just, put, you know, sets it on fire a little bit. Whatever your reason for, you know, being in that moment or being in that space, that part of you begins to get ignited a little bit when you share that moment with other people. So, and that happened the first day I got there. It was another. It was another person I met. Y'all, I'm be quiet. We gonna. I'm be quiet. But it was are another these, person these, I had. Are these are these black people? No. Well, the girl I'm about to talk about was black, but the other per the other family they weren't black. No. Um. They weren't. But the girl I'm about to talk about, when I first got there, y'all, literally, I first got there, um, um, it was, a, you know, some people talking to us or whatever. This girl, um, she's the same age as me. She had came out of um, the volunteer um, where we stayed at, like where we slept at. She heard us, and she came down, and we literally started talking. I don't – we just started talking right when we touched eyes, and we just – got to talking, literally. Like, she was showing me around, like, you know, talking to me. At first, it just started off as a tourist. She just like, I just heard new voices, and I'm friendly, whatever, whatever. And from there, we talked the whole night. <laughs> like, it was just so, uh, I loved it. And um, we just started to talk about God and just, you know, think, just different things. And she was sharing some experiences or some beliefs that she had. I was sharing mine. And that was also an opportunity. We we didn't agree on everything. I can say that. But I loved it because it was an opportunity for me to express what I believe. And it tested me in a way of, Vanessa, what do you believe in? You know, because I do soak up a lot of information. And it's like, Vanessa, what do you believe in? Because she was raising questions about, you know, Jesus, and, hey, yeah, I believe this, but I have questions about this, and this doesn't make sense in the Bible, and, you know, on and on and on and on. And it gave me an opportunity to tell her my, my, why I worship what I worship, why I praise what I praise, and how I feel, why I feel what I feel, and why I know what I know. And it gave me, and she ended up at the, she, she ended up being like, you know what, I never even thought about it like that. You know what I mean? So it gave me an opportunity to, yeah. To to ask myself, Vanessa, what do you believe and why do you believe it? Are you able to talk to another person and answer their questions? And I was able to, you know, she's like, yeah, but, you know, not being nasty with it. We had a great conversation, but she was asking questions about um, eating pork and circumcision and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, you know, the Bible is a story. <laughs> and, you know, Jesus came to fulfill the law and let us and, – and, and let us know that y'all are so worried about all of these things, but your heart is not right. Where is your heart at? You know what I mean? And there are oh, things that we follow. On. You know what I mean? Like, I was able to, like, like really just, you know, because a lot of people, that's a misconception they have and say that the Bible contradicts itself. But it's like, no, baby, it's a story. You got to keep reading. You can't just stop at the Old Testament and say, okay, yeah, this is doing too much. No, see when Jesus came. See what Jesus was about see what Jesus' mission was. All them people that had all them rules and was so worried about this and that, he looked at them and said, baby, I'm still about to heal on the Sabbath day. But 
I'm no. still about to do it. I'm doing. I'm on my father's business. No. You get what I'm saying? Y'all have all these rules that y'all worried about, but your heart is not right. Yes, you go to church every Sunday. You pray every day. You read your word every day, but you won't even listen to my no. voice and be obedient when I say, hey, go over there and just go talk to that woman right there sitting. You know? Like, people be so, you know, uh, I, it just was so good because I was able to really get in my bag and, like, really just, you know, say why I believe in what I do. And it's so yeah. So Like, you know what I mean? So I love, I, I, I love conversations like that. I don't understand why. Um, I really don't understand, honestly, why people that are, our spiritual automatically want to argue religion, but I did begin to think about it. And it's like, what if she really just has questions? You know, maybe it's questions that she would, she's never got answers to. And she's, maybe she wants to believe, but she just don't know. You know, so I love that we came across each other because she only had two days left. And I came, you know, right before she left. So I just love that we were able to, you know, have that conversation. And she followed my vent break page. And then, you know, we've been interacting with each other even on there. So, like, I just love that that experience happened for, you know, that door to be open or even for her to heal maybe something in her that, like, she didn't understand. We were able to talk it through. And I was able to, you know, see her point of view. She was able to see mine. And it didn't end up in us arguing about religion or beliefs, you know, or things like that. I said my piece, uh, you know, and I was that. So that was a good experience. Um, yeah, that's y'all, that's like, I just, so so you can, you can be read ready. your word. Yeah, it makes you read your word. No, yeah, because you're gonna get you're gonna have questions. Or um I had was it her? Who was I talking to? Was it her? I can't remember who I was talking to, but in situations like that, also we are blessed with iPhones or Android whatever you're blessed with, you're able to if you have a phone Scriptures about in that moment, let's look it up together. You know, don't just pass by the moment. You have a phone. You better look it up real quick. Y'all can study it together and study the word, even if you have to say, you know what, I don't know. You know, it, don't try to make nothing up either. If you really don't know the question, I don't really know that right. you can get their number and you could, you know, talk to them about it later, or y'all can look it up in that moment if y'all have time. You know, hey, let's look. let's both look into it real quick, you know? Pray right. for God to give y'all revelation real quick and, you know, try to study it out with them right there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your word, it tells us, you know, you don't argue what you believe, no, but you do. You know, it's okay to have open in, open discussions, you know, and let people know what you believe in, but you don't argue the word. And I just love that we had an opportunity to have a conversation without arguing about anything. And, you know, she asked questions. I asked questions. It was really good. And it let me made me really think about what do I believe and why do I believe it. So, yeah, that was good. Um, yes. And, um, yeah, then we had another situation, y'all. <laughs> and I do. It was a very great learning experience. Um, I talked a little bit about it on my segment, my show on Love. Yesterday I have a segment on Wednesdays, so y'all tune in at 8 a.m. <laughs> um, with Vent Break. And um, it was an eye-opener as far as um, God just letting me know. Um, Tuffy probably had a different experience from it, but um, his own. But God had to just let me know with my situation that you don't have to defend yourself. I defend you. I take up for you. I know my child. I know what you're up against, and I know that I make everything turn around for your good, and you know that. So I have to sit in these moments and allow them to transpire as they do, but still seeing God's face. You know, once you take your eyes off of God's face and take your eye, like you come out of that, um, what it's really about, and you begin to, and I say that because I'm I'm struggling in this situ- in this position. I'm, I'm, I'm This is an area I got tested in that I am struggling in. So I say that of, Lord, you know, God, you know, you got to automatically call on them and keep your eye on them because if not, you'll slip and you'll fail. You know, if you are struggling in an area and you don't have the strength on your own, you got to be honest with yourself and you seek God's face while you're in the middle of it so you can get up out of there and pass your test. 
so you can get out of there and keep your witness. So you can just keep get out of there and keep your character and keep that light. You know what I mean? You got to keep your eye on God's face when that flesh is getting to going. And, yeah, do we want to get into the story and stuff? Do we want to get into that bag? Yes, that we, do? yes we do. No, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What you say, tough? I don't care. It ain't nothing right, well, Hold on, hold on. One second, one second, though. So, so when we talk about the vision that you mentioned in the book of Habakkuk, right? Mm-hmm. So Habakkuk was kind of, he was pissed off that he and the people around him was trying to do right by God, but they were going through issues and, you know, situations and not looking favorable to other people because of the things they were going through, trials and tribulations. And he also mentioned to God that you see that the heathen that don't even believe in you is prospering. They got the houses, they got the cars, they got this, that, and the other, and the fat bank accounts. So Habakkuk was kind of pissed off at God, like, I know you see them. I know mm-hmm. you see this. I know you you understand it. But why are you letting them be blessed and we not being blessed and we the ones that love you? Right? Mm-hmm. So going back to, to the to the scripture that you mentioned in Habakkuk two, chapter two, starting at verse one through three, it says so at the Habakkuk had already complained to God. This is what he said after he complained. I will stand upon my watch mm. and set the I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the, the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Reproved meaning uh, uh, God set you straight. Right? So verse two. And the Lord answered and the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. Write the vision that whoever passes in your life, whoever God presents you to, whoever you come upon, like you and the young lady, write the vision so they can see it so they can hear it, so they can understand it, and they can run with it also, right? Mm-hmm. Verse 3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the time it shall, be, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, though it take a minute, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry, meaning that if, I just got this when you were speaking about that, that if you get in a position where you could be by yourself, to know yourself, to hear yourself, to see yourself like y'all was in the jungle, God can reveal that vision to you now that was tarrying before you got in the perfect place to be in to receive it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and, and me and you talked about this last week about the same scripture. So, so, so the vision that you write is what God gives you by revelation. And as he has given it to you and somebody comes into your life, you share it so they can run with it also. We don't know to this day that the young lady that you talked to took that vision or took that conversation and made somebody else's life better or put them on the right path. We don't know that. But you shared the vision. You made it plain. It tarried until you got in the right position to receive it and say it. Scripture is now explained. It's not a vision mm. that's, that's for, you know, two or 3,000 years from now or whenever Jesus Christ appears. It's a vision that's waiting and tearing on you to get in a position mm-hmm. to receive it that you can spread it. That, 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 that's all I got. Mm-hmm. And what I was okay. even thinking about with the scripture, what I was even thinking about with the scripture is in verse two, where 
Um, then the Lord answered to me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. I even was thinking about, like, your help. Like, it, how can somebody come along and run and help you and see your vision and see what you need if you don't have one? Like, how can you get what you need or, you know, resources? Or how do you even know what you need if you're not even listening or writing out what God has given to you? You know what I mean? You have nowhere to go. So how can you get, mm-hmm. you know, how can somebody come along and help you out? So God, like, God was letting me know to write my vision, make it plain. So when I send somebody your way, you know exactly why they're here. When I send somebody in your mm-hmm. path, they can run with what you have. You know what? Oh, girl, that's good. Mm-hmm. I got this for you. Oh, girl, that's good. Oh, I got this person over here that can help you. You know that they can run when they read it. Like, they can go help you get what you need. You got, you know, you got to now other people that can come help you. So mm. God was just letting me know to make it plain, very plain, so you know exactly mm-hmm. why I sent that person in your life. They can run when they read it, you know? Like, mm. you know, they can get what you need for you, you know? And then, then, then the next ver- the next verse of for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Like, it's all going to come together. Write it out. You know, it's all going to come together. Mm. Get in position mm. so that people can run when they read it. Like, they going to help you. Mm. Make it happen. They're going to make you help you make it happen. <clears throat> like, God showed so me. That, that's that, what I'm saying. Get in Oh, get in those places of being quiet so God can really give you a whole nother, the same scripture you've been reading, get in a place where you can hear God's voice. He will give you something brand new. And when he gave me that, I never got that from that verse of people can run when they read it. You'll end up getting like people can actually see your vision for you. You know, people mm, can see it. Mm. Mm, and you'll so that, have that's, exactly that's just what like... you need. Woo. Yes, yes. That's just like Tuffy was saying earlier. Uh, when he was by himself in the jungle, the very centrals, uh, no no city life. It's just you and the jungle and the animals and the, and the few little people around you that you by yourself you discover yourself. Mm-hmm. You know you, you're quiet now because you're listening mm-hmm. and seeing who you are. And while we're here in the city, all these bright lights, these homes and cars and noise and all this stuff, we're distracted. We go through everyday life. We're busy, right? But we're busy in the wrong thing because we're distracted about the things around us. So when Mm -hmm. Tuffy made a great point about discovering yourself, seeing yourself, uh, who you are, and and also and and you not even talking about communicating with yourself. That's a whole nother system. That's a whole nother atmosphere. That's a whole nother uh, discovery, right? And as you're discovering, God sometimes gives you what you need to discover mm-hmm. about who He is and who you are in a quiet place. And, you know, they, they say, well, go into your closet and pray. Or, you know, be behind your own closed doors and pray. But we're in a house. We got the microwave going. We got the oven going. I got the grill in the back going. I got the dog barking. I got It's still distraction. But when you get into a place like a jungle where all you got is trees, all you got is natural light, all you got is the sun, the moon, all you got is uh, ants and animals all around you, there's, there's, I would, I would, hmm. I've been in a place like that before when I was in the army. And all you can hear was noises you had never heard before. And you, and it makes you wonder, okay, this is nature. These are animals the that are in the woods. Yeah, the pure, mm-hmm. oh, without the, 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 the beeping and without the, you know, and all that other stuff. It, it's, it's purity and it almost scares you that this is natural. And like Tuffy mentioned earlier about the mosquitoes, I get towed up by mosquitoes here in the city. <laughs> and if I can go to the jungle and they don't bite me, oh, my God, because they already got what they need is what he said. 
Because in those moments, God can give you what you need to be discovering. Maybe you don't know, but in those quiet places, he'll begin to show you what you need to discover. That's good. But mm-hmm. that, that reminds me of also, we don't get into the story, but that reminds me of also, y'all, it was one night where my phone was, I had to get, like Chelsea said, it's a 30-minute hike from the top of the jungle to get down into where we were staying. Because mind you, it goes into dirt roads. After that, you got to hike that jungle to get to you know, a little house, a little hut, a little bungalows we were staying in. Y'all, my phone was on 1%. <laughs> and I had to run through this. It was late at night, y'all. I had to get through this jungle by myself. My, I had some, y'all, my, oh, it's a long story. But I, I ended up having to get through the jungle on 1%. Y'all, my phone died at the last, like the stair to get into the, the bungalow. My phone died right when I got there on the last stair. <laughs> I don't know what I would have did. I don't know what I would have did in that jungle with no flashlight, no light, y'all. <laughs> y'all, but literally my phone died on that last step and I literally came in the kitchen. I'm like, Oh my gosh, y'all I'm telling them, I'm telling them, I'm telling them one of the girls was like, Girl, God loves you. That is God. I'm like, Yes, girl, talk about it <laughs> So why why um uh, why t- why Tuffy wasn't with you? Why was you by yourself? That's what I'm saying, it's a long story. We had that was the day we went with the family from Spain and we went to another beach. But I could not walk I wasn't it was a 40-minute walk back, then a 30-minute walk, another 30-minute walk back in the jungle. My feet were yeah. swollen that day. I yeah. got on the back yeah. of somebody's yeah. motorcycle. Yeah, and I ordered her Yeah, I ordered her a ride. It was somebody I knew to, to take yeah, a ride. She I, wanted a ride. I, I hiked it the whole time. So he walked wait back to go wait, back wait, 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 wait. So, so I sent her up you ordered her a ride? She didn't take it? Yeah, she took Daddy, it. Huh? I, did. Yeah, I sent her up the road. I took it. Yeah, I sent her up the road first. Yeah, I sent her up the road first, and I chilled for a little minute until she got, you know, to where she had to go. And then I got up there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. So she didn't well, walk the whole way. Like she, like she was just telling us she walked the whole way. You got her a ride. No, no, I, I appreciate I that didn't. treat. No, no, there's a forty minute. You get a ride. The, yeah. Yeah, you get a ride, and then it's the 30-minute. Like, you got to deal with 30 minutes regardless. Can't no nothing with wheels take you down there. You got to take that 30-minute hike no matter what that she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, the jungle, through the jungle, you have to walk that yeah, 30. There's no that. way around it. Yeah, and then it. on top of that, on top of that 30 minutes through the jungle, that's when you finally get to the dirt road is once you get through the 30 minutes. Then you get to get a ride somewhere. So I got a ride to the to the jungle, but I still got to walk 30 minutes through the jungle. So, yeah. but yeah, so I ended up, I'm over here recording on a the motorcycle. Then I ended up checking my phone. It was on 1%. So I'm like, oh my goodness, Vanessa. So, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait happened. a minute. So it, it. Wait a minute. So it wasn't a car. It was a motorcycle. That was her yes, first time on, back on, on, a, on a motorcycle. That period. was my first time. Yeah. There was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. There's a lot going on. At one my time. first time on a motorcycle. That's how it was every day. A lot was going on. So that's. It, and that was a. That was like an Uber. Uh, that have, was like yeah. um, it wasn't no taxi left, and the person I was chilling with had a dirt bike, so he was like, "I'll take her up there." And then I told him, you know, make sure you take care of her, she make sure she's okay. And he promised me, I said, "Okay." So it was like okay. one of those right. things, like somebody just had a bike, like he just happened to be there. So, um, it was <laughs> he just happened to be there. Just for just yeah. for Vanessa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, so point is of that story is that y'all, I literally on the last step, my phone died, which was I was so grateful to God that night because I don't know what I would have did. I even made a wrong turn in the jungle, but I was finding my way, so I knew I made a wrong turn. So I went the other way, y'all. I found my way up there, and then literally on the last step into the um bungalow area. I literally, my phone died on the last there, so I was so, so was grateful. You, and was I you to... using your, 
Were you using your phone for directions? No, no I know my way. It. I had to use it for a flashlight. <laughs> you use a oh, flashlight oh, no matter okay. what. Like you can't just get oh, out. Like you can't get through there without a flashlight. So was That's it pitch dark? Yes, yeah. yes. In the, you're in the middle of the no jungle. Ain't no lights. Ain't no street lights. Ain't no. You're in the you jungle. Ain't no jungle lights. You don't have no jungle yeah, lights. Exactly. Power. It, it, it ain't no power. When I was when I was over there by that ant bed. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Ain't nowhere in the world I'll be in the middle of a jungle with It'd no be lights. Snakes out there trying no to get nothing. the little frogs that be in the creek. So you, you need a light for that. You need a light for. It's a lot of stuff you need a light for out there. Yeah. So when I was when I was in the army, when I was in the army, some of the places that we went in the field, it was pitch dark black, and I promise you, yeah. you need a flashlight. I promise. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. It could. Yeah, you can mess around and not have a light for an hour and roll up your your arm leg or, or or your arm sleeve and have like three leeches sitting on your arm. You don't even know it. Three what? You, you won't feel it. Like leeches. Like you could have stuff on you that's on you that if you don't physically, if you can't physically see your arm, you'll think it's just a sweaty arm or something like that, and stuff is, <laughs> stuff might be on you. Oh, no, y'all, y'all ain't going back. Yeah, you I might just be rubbing the sweat off the rub. You know, you might be trying to rub the sweat off the back of your neck, and you just feel like it's, I don't know. You'll like think a it's a big old mosquito bite. Yeah, it's not a hairball. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all, y'all can't go back. I can't. I can't yeah, they ain't going back. No, they, yeah, no, they ain't going back to nothing like that. No, 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 no. That's too dangerous. Too dangerous. I mean, no, because if I don't hear from them in about, if I don't hear from them in about a month, I got to come down there and look for them. So you ain't, you gonna go down there and look for them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're my kids. Okay. I'm trying to stop myself from having to go down there. We can adopt some more kids. No, no, no. These these kids I got ain't adopted. I I ain't gonna lie. The last place y'all heard me to be found, I know y'all not gonna go to that spot. So it's gonna be past that spot. <laughs> what? <laughs> last what? location is gonna be a very remote location. I don't, I don't know about this kind of missionary work. Y'all gotta y'all gotta probably stay in the city, of Italy or somewhere or Spain or something. Mm-mm. But the jungle, y'all don't need to be in the jungle. Ain't nobody in the jungle that's gonna pass. I don't know how no Ain't nobody in the jungle. I know that. Ain't nobody look. Ain't nobody in the jungle that's gonna pass by that's gonna need Jesus. Ain't nobody out there but animals. <laughs> y'all need to go to Italy, <laughs> Japan, Spain, somewhere else. Where some people are. Uh uh-uh. uh. Anyway. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it was a vibe. Um. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Good deal. We are about at the end of our telecast moment. Um. That was What's an adventure that I. Huh. Uh-huh. No, I was saying since we had the end, we might have push in um, our little situation we had. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Since, yeah since we had the end. Uh, um, got, you know, on our way out the door. Go ahead. No, Daddy, we're going we so, to keep so it look, 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 We don't got to. Look, look, start, uh, start telling us of the situation quickly and how it ended. Yeah. All right. So oh, oh, uh, how it turned out. Uh, basically, we were having a good time majority of the time, probably about a, a week and a couple of days at this point. And it was a time where the host had to uh, leave for a moment. So um, and we were stuck there with a couple of other ladies there. And about day two, um, they started, I guess they started um, realizing how much it takes to run something uh without um the host there so i guess they were um they took a little bit of that out on um on us or whatever as far as like trying to place us on what to do and how to do it and stuff like that so um we just uh felt like it wasn't communicated the right way so um instead of 
um, answering in the same way that we were, like, approached. Uh, that's what Vanessa was saying. She felt like she was being tested in a weakness or in a weak area where she is trying to grow stronger, you know, mentally. So that's just, you know, nip it all up in the bud. Um, we didn't, you know, even though we had times, multiple times to say something, but we didn't. Um, you know, we just let it be known, just, you know, just we stay over there, we stay over here, and then we just left it at that. So it, it was just a time to to actually um, react in a way where you've been practicing, you know, and not bouncing back into ways or thoughts or, you know, spaces that you didn't want to be in or you thought that you wouldn't be in. Well, yeah. I'll Tuffy, say that. You be talking to you be talking in codes, Nani. Tell her what happened. Okay, I'm not going to get. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that that is a good way to sum it up on tough because Tuffy did choose great decisions, but I'm gonna be honest, and I'm a you know, like I said, I was tested, and did I all the way? I did I all the way fail? No. Did I all the way pass? No. But from my end with the last day is really what put the cherry on top. And it, it did end up with us having to leave a little early. But we ended up having to be, you know, we was closer to the beach, got a vacation. So, really, I did us a great service by giving, you know, I got us to get a uh, anywho. Okay. Point I'm making is that um, I definitely was came at sideways. Um <laughs> Off of like he was saying that the other women, the other volunteers there were definitely, I guess, getting um, somebody got a mute. But the the other volunteers there were definitely getting overwhelmed, maybe, and there was a lot going on. And versus um, maybe communicating that or communicating better, I don't know how it ended up with them coming at me sideways. But so long story short, in my situation. Do I want to – okay, I'm not going to go into all detail. We don't have time for that. But I'm going to just say that I failed my test in a way of, like I said, God had let me know that you don't have to defend yourself. I was asked about, hey, Vanessa, did you touch these eggs? I said no. I was I supposed to say, I don't want to go into the whole story. But, okay, do I, I – God let me know that you don't have to defend yourself to everybody. You know, if you say – that if you say this is what it is, this is what it is, and you walk away from the situation, don't go back and forth with people. Don't get out of character. Don't let your light be dimmed. You get what I'm saying? Let people be who they are. You remain who you are. And what I want to pull from this also is to have is the company company you keep is just as important as anything else. Iron sharpens iron. And I love that my brother was with me because once I started to get I did. I got. I, I was in. I was emotional. And I was getting in my feelings. And once I started to get into the space of, you know, I hope we're not talking crazy. And I hope that you, you know, getting real, like you know, about to get up there. My brother, you know, like let's go. You know, and was able to be like, you know, let put me back on point of what matters and why we're here. And you know, just get me back level headed. Versus being with somebody that if they hear me about to go off. They get on fire with me, you know. They hear me say, oh, I hope that, you know, I hope you're not talking crazy. And they looking at me like, hold on, what she say? I ain't even got to hear what she said. Let's go, you know, versus of being with a person that's like, you know what, Vanessa, let's go. And I'm definitely going to use, he told me this out there, is if you know you're a person that can go left, you got to always choose right. And that's been stuck in my head ever since you said that, Tuffy, is if you know that you can go left, you got to always choose right. So I, that's just glued in my brain. And like I said, like, it's in, that revealed to me the revelation of how important it is of the company that you keep and who you're around because you may play stuff cool or, like, you know, you know what, like, we're, you know, I'll never be – you never know what positions you'll be in and, you know, how much how much of a of – a, of a make or break who you, who's around you, you know, ma- you know how much that matters because it may not be them always popping off and you got to calm them down. I could do that. If he was, you know, I'm, I'm able to calm somebody else down, but what about when I am built up 
You know what I mean? Am I? Do I have somebody around me that's going to hold me accountable? Do I have somebody around me that's going to humble me? Do I have somebody around me that can tell me, let's walk away? You know, I'm always the person to say, let's walk away. But do the person, the people around you, are they going to do that for you? Do you hang around people that have a head on their shoulders? Do you hang around people mm-hmm. that actually are going somewhere, got something to lose? Are you hanging around people that got morals, that got character, that got a backbone, you know? So it really mm-hmm. showed me that, like, you know, my brother, all, the whole time, let's stay positive. And when we got out of that situation, we prayed it off, you know? Being around people that, you know, iron sharpens iron. And that really showed me that in that situation. Huh? What happened when you did that? What happened when you did that, the outcome? Oh, yeah, the outcome. Y'all, so they ended up turning the story around, flipping it to the host, and, you know, telling the host a whole other story of, I don't know what they told him, but the host ended up sending out messages about, yeah. you know, viol- like violence and gender, I don't even know, whatever. But what was so yeah, crazy is... Yeah, this is about my third interaction like that while I was out there. So I kind of already knew how they communicate. So that's kind of like why I, my dad is right. I did kind of talk in code and, and sugarcoat it. Like, I kind of, like, I repeatedly kept interacting with people that were interacted negatively back. But I had to figure out that's how a lot of people might communicate out there. And it's not even them trying to be negative. It's just them as a person. Yeah, and um, at the end of it, we ended up having to leave. We did, but that was the best option, to be honest, because if he was to tell them to leave, it probably would have been way worse. We were able to get our stuff. Mind you, we were already planning on leaving, so the fact that we had to leave was just kind of like, okay, cool. We didn't have to have that conversation of, hey, um, we're about to go. We had to leave anyway, whatever, cool. But we was talking about leaving anyway, so that was fine because of everything that was going on. We was just like, you know what, maybe it's better off that we just go. We already made that up in our mind. So for him to also just be like, you know what, just go. At first I was upset, but then once Tuffy broke down, that that was probably the best option because imagine how it would have turned out if he told them to leave. It would have probably been a whole, you know, we were able to be like, you know what, okay, we finished out our, we still finished out our work that day. So, so we Nani, our Nani, we Nani, mm-hmm. Nani. Sorry. So I think I heard that y'all met. The host at a restaurant or something. Okay, okay, let me get to the phone. Okay, all right, all right. So, all right, it was so what one I don't day, want, okay. what I don't look, what I don't want to happen is for the phone to cut off because we are at our end time. So tell okay, me that okay. right quick. Okay, so basically we had we we were in the city and we kept trying to meet up with the host, but he was busy. You know, it was one night we went to sleep early. It was just you know whatever, whatever. So it was one day we went to the city. Well, we were already staying in the city, so we was we walked down to go get something to eat. We literally ended up at the same restaurant that the host ended. Like, he happened to be there, and we walked in to eat, and it was just like, what? Like, huh? So he was, you know, happy to see us, smiling. Like, you know, we all sat down together, whatever we were talking. And he had let us know. He was talking to us or whatever and had let us know, you know, everything is okay. Everything is fine. Um, um, Wilbur, well, his name is Pana. It was well, let me not say names. Okay. It was another guy that was there, and he was able to attest for us. You get what I'm saying? And let the host know of, you know, not everything was cool. It was okay. And he was like, he had, um, the host was telling me that Pana was like, no, Victor, he was cool. He was okay. He was fine. You know, explaining to him because Pana was there. You know, the guy was so there the while incident, the host was gone. So the incident, when the incident was happening, it was an electrician that was in the background and yeah, saw the whole thing. Yeah, he was around. Yes, when a few situations was happening, yes, he was around. So when he had, we was typing through a translator, but the host letting us know that Pana had vouched on our behalf of like, no, like, because he was there, he was still there on the premises while the host was gone. So the fact that he was able to, you know, no, Victor was cool. Victor was okay. That That's my brother. <laughs> but like, yeah, you know, no, they were okay. They were good. They did, th- you know what I mean? Vouching on our behalf of the situation and saying that, you know what I'm saying? We were actually good. We was okay. We weren't doing too, like, we wasn't doing nothing. You get what I'm saying? So you didn't have to defend yourself. God had already put a witness to, to vouch for you. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I just think they knew that we'll go love. And they thought, like, I just think they were trying to antagonize us to go left. And, you know, since we didn't go left, it's like, well, we said they was going to go left, so they went left anyway. And nobody went nowhere. So. 
I'm on a nobody with nowhere. But yeah, like the fact that there was somebody to be able to, you know, be on our behalf, be like, no, like they were okay. You know, one, and then two, the fact that we ran into him at the restaurant, we're able to talk to him. He had let us know, you know, everything is okay. Because I was also worried about, you know, the the um the website that we're volunteering through. I didn't, you know, I'm using this website this year. I'm like, I don't need my website. I don't need violence on my <laughs> on my um reviews. He was like, you know, everything is okay. Everything happens for a reason. Be ha-. He was like, he saw my face and he typed in a translator. He was like, don't be sad. Everything happens for a reason. You know, and just reassuring me like everything is okay. You're good. Oh, then he said, he was like, it stressed me out because I know you are good people like me. You know, so he was saying that it was worrying him while he was gone because he's like, I know they're good people. You know, how did this happen or what happened? You know, so he was like, it stressed me out because I know you are good people like me. So, like, just that reassurance because I was, a, you know, I was scared of, like, you know, I didn't want it to be any bad blood, but he let us know, you know, whenever y'all want to come back, you can, you know, and that everything is going to be okay, everything is fine, and kind of, you know, the other guy would, you know, talk to him about it. So, like, that just, God, when God let me know you don't have to defend yourself, it was because it was already worked out. There was already somebody there in the, you know, watching how everything was running, you know, I should have even know. I should have known that that the host wasn't just gonna leave the place unattended like that. But the fact that you know the guy was there watching things, how things were running and going, and what was going on, God, that's exactly why God probably told me, "Don't defend yourself," you know, because it's already worked out. I already took care of you. You're already good. Let people be how they are, you know. So um, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, that will end our show. I thank you guys for being on. Um, I thank God for my oldest son and my middle daughter um, sharing their experience. Um, You guys keep up the good work. Keep God first in everything you do. You haven't seen nothing yet. Um, If anybody is under the sound of my voice who does not know Jesus Christ as that personal Savior, I ask you to repeat after me, Lord, I'm sorry for the sins I committed. Coming to my heart, I believe that you died and you rose on the third day. Be Lord over my life from this day forward. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Um, if we can get somebody to pray us out, I want to thank Elder Oliver for this platform for us to share our testimonies and our witness, spread the love of Jesus Christ through this broadcast. If somebody can play us out, I really appreciate it. I'll pray. Anybody? Father God, in the name of Jesus. go ahead and pray us out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for a great and amazing day, God. Thank you for life. Thank you for breath in our bodies. Thank you for blood flowing through our veins, God. Thank you for just another space and opportunity to share you um, and all of us being able to just come into the same atmosphere and just talk and commune together, Lord. I pray that we're all able to walk away with at least one thing that we can carry through our life, God. Um, And I just pray that as we go our separate ways, God, you continue to protect us, cover us, and to lead and guide, guide us. And I pray that any seed that was sown tonight is planted in good soil. And I pray that you water it, help us to water it, um, and, you know, give that seed what it needs to grow. And I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good night. Amen. Amen. Good night. And thank you, Elder Oliver.